Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, welcome to episode 187 of SwiftCast. This is Steph, Ashley, and Nate. And we have an exciting episode for you. We have a lot to talk about on this episode. Not only are we going to be talking about the Grammy Awards, which aired last night, but we're also going to be talking about some Valentine's Day things. And unfortunately, Taylor did not attend the Grammys this year. But I think we kind of expected that. We've talked about it on previous episodes. I think we were all hoping she would pull off a surprise. And for me, I personally was hoping she would perform Better Man with Little Big Town. But Little Big Town didn't even perform Better Man. And we also were hoping that maybe she would be a presenter at the ceremony. But that didn't happen either. Yeah, I'm surprised. I really thought that at the very least she would just make it out and, you know, show support for some artists who she really likes. But, you know, Taylor is on a break. I mean, uh, she's perfectly entitled to, you know, stay at home, uh, just watch them on her TV and, you know, eat snack food. So I think that I thought she would end up appearing. But when I realized that there probably weren't going to be any performances with her and Zane together, then it started to seem more unlikely. Right. That was another thing we talked about was that maybe Taylor and Zayn would perform I Don't Want to Live Forever. It seemed like the perfect time because the movie was just released last Friday on February 10th. But we recently did a great episode with Caitlin from Talk Direction. And she's appeared on our episodes before, but she told us about how Zayn has performance anxiety. So I think then we realized Uh, Maybe that won't actually happen. But somebody who did appear at the Grammys was Ed. And when Nate mentioned that maybe Taylor would have come to see her friends perform, he would definitely be one of those people included. He also appeared on Saturday Night Live the night before the Grammys. He was the musical performer. He performed Shape of You and Castle on the Hill. Unfortunately, he didn't appear in any skits, and also, unfortunately, Taylor did not show up at the show that night. The last time Ed was on SNL was actually in 2014 when he was promoting his new album, Multiply, and Taylor just showed up. And if you don't remember, it was hilarious because Seth Rogen was on, and it was during the monologue part of the show and Seth Rogen was upset about something, and then Taylor just shows up, and everybody asks, Taylor, why are you here? And she said, you should know that whenever a man is upset, I appear. And people thought it was really funny. I was kind of hoping that maybe she would just show up, but that didn't happen this time. 
Yeah, I was definitely hoping to see Ed at least appear in a skit with as a guest appearance, but still, it was good to see him back on SNL, and we're only about three weeks away from his album release for Divide, which I'm obviously very excited for. Yes, it's getting closer, and Shape of You is on the radio all the time. All the time. It is awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be a huge hit for him. It already is, but I think it's just going to get even bigger as we get closer to the album release date i was just when i was watching it thinking a week ago i was listening to this in a club with ruby rose before taylor came on now i'm watching him play it on tv yes when we were lucky enough to go to houston for taylor's super saturday night show shape of you was played multiple times throughout the night and Even when Ruby Rose was done with her set, it was included as a song, actually the song, right before Taylor hit the stage. And if you want to hear more about Super Saturday Night, you can check out our episode 186 where we talk about the whole experience. It was so much fun. I don't think we'll ever get over it. Yeah, honestly, I'm just still coming down from that night. I mean, everything about that night was so perfectly executed by Taylor Nation, DirecTV, and AT&T, from the pre-party to the concert itself. I mean, it was just phenomenal. So, And of course, seeing Taylor perform was an absolute pleasure, as always. So definitely go check that out. If you missed Ed's performance on SNL, you should go check that out, too. And before we get into our older tweets, the Valentine's Day edition for the week... I think Nate has some trivia questions for us, which we've only done once so far, but it was really fun because he stumped all of us. This has become my new favorite segment for the show, just by the way. I was so shocked. I mean, last time I was asking about White Horse, and and like Steph said, I got everybody on this. Kudos to any of you listeners who actually uh, knew the trivia question from last time. So I'm excited again. This one is, I think it's a little bit easier this time has to do more with the Grammys. Um, trying to keep the Grammy theme going. So, anyway, I think I'm just going to kind of go for it. Now, just to our listeners, our hosts have no idea what question I'm about to ask them. So, uh, this is really just off the cuff from both of them. So, my question for you guys this week. How many total career Grammy nominations has Taylor received? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> Do you know the answer? I know how many she's won. That should count. (laughs) That is pretty monumental. You can tell us. She's won 10. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow, that's a really good question. I I feel like we should play high-low or something. Ashley, do you know? I really am just going to be taking a stab in the dark. I honestly don't know. Well, here, I like that idea. Let's play high-low. I was initially going to say 15, but I think it's higher than that. So I'm going to go with 19. Higher. I'm going to go with 25. Higher. Oh, wow. Yep. 28. Higher. 33. Lower. 30. Lower. (laughs) (laughs) I think by default almost, it's between 28 and 30. (laughs) I already said 28, so it must be 29. Yep. 29 total nominations she's received. You know, the original guess I was going to say was 30, but I thought that was too high. Just barely too high. So, you, I mean, you were you had it. 
this actually makes me mad. <laughs> She's only <laughs> won 10 out of 29. How is that possible? You know, okay, and the interesting thing is, for all of her nominations that she's had, it spans back to every single album that she's ever released. Even Taylor's debut album, Taylor Swift, received one nomination. You mean when she was nominated for Best New Artist? Yeah, you're right. It was for Best New Artist in 2008. So, I don't know, it was pretty crazy. Uh, she's received one for, for that album. She's had eight for Fearless, three for Speak Now, three nominations uh, between We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together single and Safe and Sound. She had four nominations for Red, and of course, last year, a staggering 10 nominations for 1989. Wow, I forgot that 1989 had 10. What a travesty. She only took home three. <laughs> I'm still counted as a win. Any Grammy wins are A-OK -okay in my book. That is true. That's very true. We have to be humble on Taylor's behalf, but still, it seems like a lot of us will never get over the fact that Red didn't get a Grammy. I mean, I think in some ways the fact that she's always had an album out every two years has hurt her chances a little bit in the Grammys because I feel like the voters might feel like they might always feel like she just won or she was just nominated. Right, because like Nate said, when you have the single, the way she always releases the single in August, it's eligible and it usually is nominated that year. So then like... Ashley said you have consecutive years where Taylor's nominated. So you can see why voters would feel that way, but that's because Taylor's always been so smart about when she releases her albums. Oh, absolutely. And obviously, Red not winning was the biggest disappointment, but personally, I was still disappointed when Shake It Off didn't win anything when it was nominated for quite a few categories in 2015. I agree with that. And I still think Speak Now deserved more recognition than it got. I know she won some Grammys with it, but I think it deserved Album of the Year because she wrote the whole thing by herself and she was, what, 18, 19 when she wrote it? Quite an accomplishment. Right. If you look at songs these days, how many co-writers and producers and just any title you could think of, the people who are involved on even just a single song is astounding. Well, thank you, Nate, for giving us a themed trivia question of the week. Oh, absolutely. I love doing these things. And just because, uh, as a consolation prize, I have two little side trivia pieces to give you guys. So Taylor also is the youngest person ever to win Album of the Year award. And Taylor was the first woman to win Album of the Year more than once as the main credited artist. So... Yes. See, if those had been your trivia questions, I would have gotten those. All right, so we're 0 for 2. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you guys. We'll get better. We're going to improve for sure. I know you will. They're tricky questions, so you guys better read up. Well, next we're going to move into Taylor's older tweets. And this week, as I mentioned earlier, we have a Valentine's Day theme. And as I was looking at these, it started to seem like Taylor usually spends her Valentine's Day working in some capacity. Does seem to be true, yes. The first tweet is from February 14th, 2009, and Taylor tweeted, Hair and makeup in London. TV and press all day. Oh yeah, happy Valentine's Day. So this would have been 
after Fearless was released in November of 2009. So Taylor is probably in London doing promotion for the album. And so on February 15th, 2011, Taylor tweeted, Happy Valentine's Day from Tokyo. Love us. And this was when she was with the band in Asia for the Speak Now tour, which they did the Asian leg first that year. And they had a fun photo shoot where they all dressed up in traditional Japanese robes. And it's one of those Y-frogs that Taylor used to do. So you can't really see it anymore unless you look through the internet for it. Yeah, it's disappointing that that disappeared. Luckily, somebody has them on Tumblr still. So I was able to find the picture. I applaud those people for saving such valuable pieces of Taylor history, just by the way. Yeah, because just from 2013, she had those vines, and now Vine went away. Right. And we don't have everything from MySpace anymore. And in a similar tweet from February 15th, 2013, Taylor tweeted, These beautiful people were my valentines. We can't wait to see you on tour. And Taylor tweeted a picture from... Red to a rehearsals of her and the dancers and also the backup singers. Anyway, I remember when this came out and it, I was just so jazzed for this tour to actually happen. I mean, we were a month away at this point. So anyway, it's a cool picture. Yeah, it's a black and white photo and they're all just in a big mass of people. Taylor did a similar thing before 1989 with her dancers. Well, then on February 15th of 2014, Taylor tweeted something that made everybody kind of go crazy. She tweeted, it was a studio Valentine's Day with Max and Johan. And of course, she's referring to Max Martin and Johan Shellback. And the photo is of the three of them holding glasses of champagne. And Max is wearing the infamous sweater of Taylor's. It's the genius sweater. Taylor wears it sometimes. A lot of Taylor's friends have worn it, like Carly and Max, and they're just all holding their champagne, looking really happy. And at this point in time, we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know when Taylor was releasing new music. Sounds familiar, right? Um, as we're in that state right now. But this was exciting to everybody because we knew Taylor was confirming she was in the studio, she was working on a new album. We still didn't know when it was coming out or what it would be, but it was at least giving us hope that something was coming. So I'm not entirely sure what they did in the studio that day, but obviously it was exciting. We do know a few days before when Taylor was in London, she met with Imaging heap and they wrote clean so that was also around this time but at that point in time we didn't know any of that we were just excited to see this confirmation that taylor was doing work with max and johan and finally the last valentine's tweet was from february 14th of 2015 and taylor said Sending my love to all the lonely Starbucks lovers out there this Valentine's Day, even though that is not the correct lyric. <laughs> but people still think it is. Sometimes when I'm jamming out to blank space in my car by myself, I will still sing Starbucks Lovers. Fun fact about Nate's life. <laughs> 
Well, one thing that was missing from Taylor's Valentine's Day tweets that we all noticed was she didn't tweet in 2010. And 2010 Valentine's Day was kind of a big deal because it was when the movie Valentine's Day came out. And of course, Taylor was included in the movie. So I'm not sure why she didn't tweet about it, but I went to see it in theaters. It was a great movie. I have it on DVD. I don't watch it every single Valentine's Day, but maybe I should watch it this year. I'm actually ashamed to say that I've never actually watched Valentine's Day. I've only YouTubed Taylor's scenes in Valentine's Day. I know, I'm a horrible fan. To your credit, it is a chick flick kind of a movie. I suppose that's true. And it's just, it's like even, I mean, the movie has such a big cast, but no matter who you're watching it for... They only have like five minutes on screen. Right. It's such an ensemble film. But I think it's cool that Taylor was in it because I feel like they were taking a lot of elements from Love Actually and putting it into this film. And we know how much Taylor loves Love Actually. So I think it's good that she was involved. She probably was just so excited. And back then she was young and this was her first actual film. I believe she would have done her acting in CSI before she did Valentine's Day, but actually the way it was filmed, she might have filmed her scenes before she actually did CSI. I don't know. It was all around that time frame. I remember watching a long time ago too uh, about Valentine's Day, like a behind the scenes part with with Taylor's part and uh, how they like rushed her out onto this football field and like did the scene real quick and then like she was gone. You guys remember that? I think she was getting ready to start the Fearless tour if if I can remember right because something like that. I think she filmed in the middle of summer of two thousand nine, and so she would have been getting ready for the Fearless headlining tour. So it makes sense that they would want to, that she would need to rush off. Well, next we have some news for you. As we mentioned earlier, Taylor's in hiding still a bit, but there's some news still out there about Taylor for this week. So our first bit of news for the week, which I find hilariously entertaining, is actually kind of about Ed Sheeran. Ed was interviewed for the Spanish website Capricho. And he was talking about how when Taylor sent Ed their famous duet, Everything Has Changed, on an iPad, that the iPad was locked in a briefcase um, before Red was released. He's quoted as saying, She would never send new songs, no. I hear them, but it has to be with her. I remember when I did a song with her for her album, I was in San Francisco, and they sent someone with a locked briefcase with an iPad and one song on it, and they flew to San Francisco and played the song I've done with her. And they asked if I like it, and I was like, yeah. And they took it back, and that's how I hear it. (laughs) It's so funny, but it's not at all surprising. This is so typical of Taylor when you think about how she had white noise machines everywhere (laughs) when she was filming the Shake It Off music video, and she has this fear of things leaking. And I feel bad that she has to have that fear, but it's a rational fear because things could easily get leaked. I mean, as far as I know, throughout the whole time leading up to 1989, she kept it only on her iPhone. Right. And in more song-related news, 
This week, we saw I Don't Want to Live Forever return to number one on iTunes, which is pretty cool because it was released over two months ago, but it climbed its way back up the charts, and hopefully it stays there now that the movie is out. Well, actually, we're recording the day after the Grammys, and so usually when the Grammys air, the next day there's a bump for a lot of the performers, and if you look at the iTunes chart right now, you can see that that's true. Songs like My Church by Marin Morris, Seven Years by Lucas Graham, The Fighter by Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood are all on the charts, but what's great is that I Don't Want to Live Forever is still holding at number two right now and shape of you by ed is currently number one that's still pretty impressive considering all of that promotion from the grammys when you think about how many songs are featured on the grammys you would think that it would have gotten knocked out and even lady gaga is still having the residual effects of performing at the super bowl and she also performed at the grammys but her song million reasons is still high on the chart right now so it's exciting to see the kind of staying power that i don't want to live forever has and our final piece of news is that at&t tweeted about super saturday night it's pretty exciting they tweeted super saturday night was living our wildest dreams in real life can't wait to share more of this special night coming soon on taylor swift now and we actually had an episode where we covered the first half of Taylor Swift now. There's so much content that we couldn't cover everything, but we're going to cover more of Taylor Swift now in the future, and we're really excited for the Super Saturday Night content to become available. We don't know what it will be. I really would love it if it could just be the whole show so everybody could see it, but I know that probably won't happen. I'm going to make a prediction now just because I want to. I think that Taylor's acoustic version of I Don't Want to Live Forever is going to be one of those episodes for Taylor Swift now. That's my prediction. Do you think they'll add it into the older episodes, like the unplugged episode? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe eventually, right? Because they always have to keep coming out with this new content. Yeah, that's true. And I was watching the Grammys red carpet yesterday before the show started, and during the commercial break, they actually played a new commercial for Taylor Swift Now that I think was the first time it was airing. It was basically a 30-second long montage showing a lot of different clips from over the years of Taylor's life, and, you know, it was a general ad. It said Taylor Swift Now, only available on DirecTV, but it was definitely a new commercial and the fact that they aired it during the Grammys makes me think that they're going to be adding new content soon. I hope so. I even have my cell phone service through AT&T and for some reason I sometimes get paper bills, but with my paper bill this time they included this ad for Taylor Swift Now just right in the envelope. So that was kind of exciting for me. But the fact that they're promoting it so much is great and it like Ashley said, probably means that new content will be coming soon. Well, as we mentioned earlier, this week our main discussion is going to focus on the Grammys. And although Taylor was not at the Grammys, we did want to give you some of the highlights about what happened this year. After that, we want to talk about prior years where Taylor has attended. We 
added a lot of polls on our Twitter page and asked all of you a lot of interesting questions about Taylor's past performances and appearances at the Grammys. So we will go through those. But first, we want to give you some of the highlights from last night's show. So, of course, there were a lot of great moments at the Grammys. I mean, every year there's just always, you know, a, a multitude of different things that happen at, at this show. First of all, uh, some of the big winners, Adele, of course, everyone was expecting her to win. She ended up winning five Grammys, uh, including Album of the Year. So she, she had the big take-home for the night, all five of the five that she was nominated for. So, anyway, pretty monumental for her. And she is now the second woman after Taylor to have won album of the year twice. And she also, while she was giving her acceptance speech, she gave a huge shout out to Beyonce and pretty much said that Beyonce deserved the award. So everybody was joking around today saying that Adele Kanye herself. Somehow Taylor is always involved in everything, even when she's not there. But when Adele was talking about how much Beyonce deserved Album of the Year, she broke her Grammy. And it's funny because Taylor broke her Grammy in 2010. She was backstage getting photos and she that year won four Grammys and she was trying to hold all of them. And one fell out from where she was trying to hold it. It just fell on the floor and you can see Taylor's reaction and she's just mortified. And then she's just staring at this broken Grammy on the floor. So now Adele has also broken a Grammy. And Taylor's broken Grammy was actually in a museum. I forget where it was. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. I can't remember if it was the Country Music Hall of Fame or maybe it was even the Grammy Museum exhibit. Ashley, you went to the LA one. Did you see it there? Um, Not that I can remember. Maybe... They just added it for the New York exhibit, but I'm not sure. Now, it's the actual Grammy that's in pieces, is what you're saying? It broke in half, and she signed it somehow. Ha! <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like I would have remembered seeing that. Yeah, you probably would have. Maybe they just added it when the exhibit moved to New York, which, in case anybody needs to know, that ends this Sunday in New York. I've heard rumors that the exhibit might be moving to another location, but nothing's been confirmed. We'll keep you updated on that. But if you are going to be around the New York City area between now and Sunday, February 19th, then go check out the Taylor Swift exhibit at the Grammy Museum. So a few more highlights for you from the Grammys. Um, Uh, It was a historic win yesterday for Chance the Rapper. First of all, he won not only his first three Grammys ever, but the first Grammys of all time for a streaming-only album, uh, his album Coloring Book. And what that means is he put out his music and he never charged anything for any of his music, any of his albums, anything that he's ever released And they adjusted the rules for the Grammys this year to allow people to qualify um, who didn't actually, you know, make money off of their their music. So really it was a a pretty historic moment for not only Chance the Rapper, but just Grammy history. And with streaming becoming more mainstream these days, I wonder if in the future categories will continue to be added to not only award shows 
like the Grammys, but maybe even other award shows. Yeah, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see if other artists follow his model of not charging for an album. Yeah, I can see both sides. I can see why you would want to do that so you can reach more people. But I also see Taylor's point of view, which we've talked about a lot on different episodes. But when Taylor wrote her editorial for the Wall Street Journal back in 2014 and just explained that music is an art and if you want the art, people should pay for it. So I definitely can see both sides. And Chance the Rapper won Best New Artist, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So unfortunately, Taylor's friend Kelsey Ballerini was nominated in that category, but did not win. Yeah, it's sad. We were really pulling for her over here. Yeah, we really were. But I think it's important to remember, as we talked about during the trivia portion of the show, Taylor was nominated in 2008 for Best New Artist and did not win. That is a very good point. Yeah, and she actually made a joke about it in 2015 when she was on the Grammys and she actually presented the award for Best New Artist. And so it was right after Shake It Off was released and she actually said, if you don't win this award, just shake it off because I didn't win this award. (laughs) And that was the year that Haim was nominated, so I'm sure that Taylor was hoping for them, and I definitely was too, but that was the year that Sam Smith won basically everything in the whole show, and he's been pretty much on a break, I feel like, since winning all of those Grammys. It seems like the trend these days is to take a break. Adele, Ed, Sam Smith, Taylor, even Haim, they're taking a break right now. Lord took a long break. Well, another highlight from the show is that David Bowie passed away a little over a year ago, but he won five Grammys and he was nominated for five Grammys for his album Black Star, which is, again, really impressive to go five for five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's unprecedented. Five Grammys, uh, you know, essentially from the grave. I mean... The talent that that guy has. I mean, he deserves everything. So, Well, another highlight from the show, uh, Beyonce, she kind of shocked everyone. She performed Love Drought from Lemonade, but the kicker was that she was pregnant with twins while she did this performance. So uh, anyway, did very well in the performance and uh, really pretty impressive considering that she was pregnant. So, Yeah, everybody was talking about her performance today and everybody seemed to love it. Another highlight from the show is that 21 Pilots won an award, and when they accepted the award, they actually took their pants off and accepted (laughs) the award in their underwear. A little unusual. It is unusual, but there actually is a backstory to this, because years ago, they were watching the Grammys with their friends, and they were all on the couch in their underwear, which seems weird. I agree. <laughs> but, but while they were watching the award show, they said, hey, if we ever win an award, we have to accept it in our underwear. So that was what they did. And it is an interesting but unusual backstory. Well, at least they're honest, you know, men of their word. Right. And then a couple of other highlights were Bruno Mars. He did a tribute to Prince. 
and Adele did a tribute to George Michael. So definitely a lot of talk about those performances today. Absolutely. People were talking nonstop about both performances and especially about how Adele actually stopped the show and restarted her performance because there were some sound issues during this show. Lady Gaga also had a sound issue while she was performing with Metallica. But if you have any thoughts about the Grammy show, let us know. We enjoyed watching it, but you have to admit that award shows just aren't the same when Taylor's not there. Oh, that's for sure. 100%. Even if they are the Grammys. Right. Anytime she's at an award show, it just not only brings in more viewers, but for me, it makes the viewing experience more enjoyable. And it's just crazy to me how quickly a year has gone by since we were all watching, waiting for her to win Album of the Year, which was great. But the fact that it's a year later and we still have no update on new music is kind of upsetting. It is. The only thing I can think of is the drought really is the very worst. (laughs) I feel like this year is our year, though. I feel like we're going to be ramping up to album six here uh, as this year progresses. That's just what I'm saying. If we have no news about album six by New Year's Eve of 2017. (laughs) It'll be a little depressing. Just a little. I don't think I'll survive. I feel like there has to be some sort of news, at least, if not the actual album. Taylor Music is on the horizon. I'm confident. I'm confident. Well, next we're going to talk about the polls that we asked all of you on our Twitter account over the past few days. So first we asked earlier in the day on Sunday if you guys thought Taylor was going to attend And 75% said no, they did not think so, which, of course, ended up being true, unfortunately. Yeah, I do have to lump myself in that 75% as well. I mean, I was hoping she would go, but it just, you know, it's her year off, you know. She's entitled to do kind of what she wants, so. For me, I kind of felt like she was just going to kind of sit it out and, you know, like I said earlier, watch the Grammys from home, maybe in her, her pajamas or whatever. And, of course, we had to ask everyone what their favorite past Grammy performance was of Taylor's. And the results are pretty much what I expected. 66% said All Too Well, which was 2014. 17% said Out of the Woods, which was last year's performance. 11% said We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. And 6% said Mean. I'm kind of surprised that Mean wasn't a little higher. I know. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, me too. I think what really made that performance is when she changed the lyric and said, someday I'll be singing this at the Grammys. Oh man, I remember actually watching that live and just cheering. I was like, I was like, yes, Taylor! (laughs) (laughs) That was like one of the best performances she's ever done in her life. And of course, she also attributes that as one of, oh, she said it before anyway, one of the top five moments of her life was that mean Grammy performance. Well, and even just the setup of the performance was great. It felt like a kind of story in a way. It kind of uh, resembled almost uh, the mean music video, like scenery. Right. And it felt like the tour a little bit too. But I was also surprised by that. Although I would go with the majority here and pick All Too Well. It was just incredible that she sang a song that was not a single solely because that's what the fans wanted. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, of course, Mean was amazing. Of course, but uh, All Too Well always just hits home for me. I have to vote for that one every time. 
And so then we moved on to asking people their favorite tailored dress that she's worn to the Grammys. And we had to split it into two parts. So the first one we asked about was we asked people to vote basically for her dresses that she's had the past four years. And the winner was 42% said the teal blue dress, which she wore in 2015. And then right behind that, 22% was the pink and red, like two-piece dress, basically, that she wore last year. 20% was the long white dress that she wore in 2013. And 16% was the silver dress from 2014. I think that's pretty spot on. For me, I think I would flip. I think the silver one would be my third favorite and the white one would be fourth. But she looked so great in all of these dresses. It's really hard to put them in order. But for me, my favorite was the teal blue in 2015. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you guys too on that one. The teal blue, I think, takes it for me. Though I think a really close second for me is the 2013 dress that she wore. I just always really liked that one. It was so different for the time. And uh, anyway, I think she just rocked it. She really did. Even though it's fourth for me, I felt like she looked like a Greek goddess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just never misses. She always looks so great. And I think what I like about that one, as well as the teal one and the pink and red one, is they all have a slit in the front showing off her legs. Well, then we split the next part up into her dresses from earlier years. and. So that would be 2008, 2009, 2010, and 2012. And the winner was 57% for the 2012 gold dress. And after that was 33% for the 2010 dark blue dress. Then 7% for the 2008 light purple dress. And then... 3% for Taylor's 2009 black dress. Yeah, I agree with all of those. I think I really love the gold one from 2012. I think I like it just as much as the dark blue one. I think the black one makes her look way too old. I don't know. It just, it doesn't look as fun as what she normally wears. And then the 2008 light blue one, while I don't really like it, it's so dead on to what Taylor's style was at the time. Right, that dress was like a prom dress. And Taylor said that during that time period, she often wore dresses that were like prom dresses because she didn't really have that experience. She was too busy doing other things. But for me, I would actually go with 2010 as my absolute favorite of all time. The dark blue, it was when she won album of the year for Fearless. Maybe I just really liked the dress because it was such a great night for her. But it's sparkly and it's blue and her hair looked great. And it was just such a great night for her. You and I have been spot on about these things. Uh, literally, for me too, is that dark blue dress, I think. I think of the four anyway. I don't. I uh, For all time for me, I would still say the teal blue one. But either way, the dark blue one of the four here is definitely my favorite. Just elegant and pretty, and and it's a different color, too. I mean, that dark blue, you just don't see that often, so. Ashley, what's your favorite of all time? I think of all time, still the teal. That's a close second for me. 
So the next poll we had for you guys, what did you guys think was Taylor's favorite speech that she's ever given? Uh, and this would be award acceptance speech at the Grammys. 62% of you said the 2016 Album of the Year speech was your favorite, followed by 16% for Taylor's Win for Mean, 15% for the 2010 Album of the Year, and 7% for the Jack Antonoff phone call. I kind of want to say that the 2016 Album of the Year speech, while it was amazing, just by the way, I think the reason it did so well in our poll is because of that commercial that just came out of those young girls who, uh, word for word, were... It was just a really empowering commercial where they recited her speech as they were doing different things. Really, it was a great message that Taylor had sent. So I think I think that's probably why that one did so well at 62%. That was a cool commercial, and Taylor sent flowers to every girl who was involved in the commercial. But I would go with the majority here. I agree. That speech was iconic. I think it will live on in years to come. But I also think the other ones were great. Taylor winning Mean was fantastic, just because of the subject matter of the song. And I thought the Jack Antonoff phone call was hilarious. That actually happened during the pre-show Grammy, where they actually do a bunch of Grammys before the show actually airs. And Jack went up to accept the award and he called Taylor. And so Taylor was pretty excited about winning the Grammy, but then she immediately asked if he would say hi to James Taylor for her. <laughs> See, for that reason alone, that is my favorite speech of hers, only because I love when things are unscripted and kind of silly. And I don't know, for me, it's just it's just such a real moment, you know? Yeah, I guess I would have to go with the 2010 award when she accepted her first album of the year Grammy just because she's the youngest person to receive it and no matter what happens with her and her Grammy nominations in the future that will always be such a historic part of Grammy history. Well we also asked you some questions about this year's show and we asked you what your favorite performance was from the show and I'm not really too surprised by the results. 62% of you said Ed Sharon was your favorite. 24% of you said Adele was your favorite. Then 8% of you said Kelsey Ballerini. And 6% of you said Little Big Town. And I would definitely go with the majority here with Ed as my favorite. Yeah, I'm with the majority here too. I mean, Ed's my boy. I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I would also vote for Ed, but I feel like the Grammys always have just such creative performances and I really like them for that reason. I like that they had Kelsey get her song mashed up with Lucas Graham. They were both nominated for Best New Artist. Little Big Tone's obviously amazingly talented. I just feel like it was a very well-rounded show. Yeah, the Grammys are always the biggest night of music, and I look forward to it every year. I'm just going to cross my fingers, though, that Taylor will be there next year, even if she's not nominated for something. Like I said at the beginning, award shows just aren't the same without her. So hopefully we'll see her. But if you have any thoughts or comments about the Grammys, feel free to contact us. There are several ways you can contact us. We're on Twitter at SwiftCast13. We're on Tumblr at SwiftCast13.tumblr.com. We're on Instagram at Instagram.com slash SwiftCast13. And we're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SwiftCast13. You can email us at swiftcast13show at gmail.com. And 
you can visit our website at swiftcast13.com. And real quick before uh, we go into our final segment for the show, I just want to thank the new listeners that we have. Our download numbers have been unbelievable lately. And for those of you who are just tuning into the show, we are absolutely thankful that you are listening to the show. We just want you guys to know that you can contact us anytime, either through our website, through our social media, engage with us, email us. We would love to hear what you guys have to say. And we would like to feature you on the show too. So thank you again for all of our new listeners. Yes, and if you're liking our episodes, you can press the subscribe button on iTunes and then it downloads the latest episode for you automatically. So thank you again. We do hope you're enjoying our episodes if you're a new listener or if you're an old listener, thanks for continuing to follow along with us. You guys rock too. So what do you guys think Taylor will do next week? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. I think she's just hiding out. But I do think, based on all the tweets that we read from around this time of year earlier, that even though she might not be confirming it on Instagram, that she is in the studio with someone somewhere. I agree, yes. And I think because she usually posts something on social media on Valentine's Day, maybe she'll post something, even if it's a photo of... Olivia and Meredith on Valentine's Day. Oh, that was going to be mine. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, I'm going to expand on that anyway and say, uh, you know, we haven't had a good, uh, like, Taylor food tweet in a while, so maybe there'll be, like, donuts or cookies or, like, something Valentine's Day-y involved with that, too. So, I don't know. I hope so, anyway. We miss you, Taylor. We want to see more of you. We definitely do. Well, we will fill you in on whatever happens next week on episode 188. But for now, for episode 187, this has been Steph, Ashley, and Nate. And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift. Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.